welcome to today's multilingual story. I'm super excited to have Flor Garcia as my guest today. We've been following each other on Instagram for a while now, and today is the first time we get to talk, and I'm really, really curious to hear her story. Flor works as a consultant for multilingual families. She gives online lessons in Spanish for children, which is super exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's now going to tell us a little bit about her background. So, Flor, do you want to tell us where did you grow up and how did you grow up? Yeah, well, thanks. Uh, thank you very much, Petina, for this opportunity. I, I, I love to have the chance to share my story with your audience. I'm com- I come from Venezuela. So I was born in Venezuela in South America. And I travel a lot with my family, but I was never an expat child. I, was, I, I never lived outside of Venezuela. So Venezuela was my uh, little Caribbean tropical bubble where I spent my, my, all my years until I was 22. Mm-hmm. That I uh, met my husband in a Christmas party. He is an American. He was born in California. And then we met and it was, yeah, it's going to sound cliche, but it was love at first sight. And (laughs) (laughs) we were young and I was 22 years old. And then, you know, we met in December and then nine months later, I was packing my bags and moving to the United States. Wow. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is the man of my life. I finished my law degree. I have a, I'm a mature. I was an attorney in Venezuela and then I decided that I was going to leave everything mama and leaving and going with my husband to the States so we married there and uh, we live in Dallas Texas and there we had three kids three children they are teenagers now 16 14 and 13 and that's how our bilingual journey is started um, I spoke and I speak always Spanish at home Mm-hmm. And my husband, and your, husband? Uh, your husband, we speak Spanish because he speaks Spanish as well. Okay. Yes. So it was important for me. I don't know, Bettina, if it happens to you too, but there are some feelings that you can just express yes. in your language. And, and and I always ask when I have the interview or when I do the coaching for the multilingual families, like. Um, express with your express to your kids your feelings in the language you feel most comfortable. Absolutely. And, and for me, I love. I I get angry or I dislike <laughs> in Spanish. Spanish. Yeah, but there is no way. Exactly. So so that was that. That is the language that I used to speak to my kids. Now we live in Germany. We came to Fulda, uh, that's it, a small town uh, nearby Frankfurt. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. You gotta stop here. How did you get from <laughs> Dallas to Fulda, please? <laughs> uh, Eduardo got a job proposal from a company, from a German company. He's uh, an FDA expert. You know, he con- quality control, but from the American uh, regulation side. Uh, and he used to come to Germany very often. Uh, and in one of those trips, they told him, they asked him, Eduardo, do okay. you want to stay? And then like, he calls me. They are asking me to stay. I'm like, well, why not? Let's do it. And we t- we made a decision over the phone. Wow. What? Okay. We, we got to stop here. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's a really interesting part of the story because Venezuela, Dallas. Yes. Like, I mean, that, that in itself is already, I think, quite a wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hulda. 
<laughs> yeah. So, um, how old were your kids when were your kids when you moved to Germany? Uh, nine, eight, seven. What did they say? Uh, the little one, Veronica, seven year old, she was excited. She's like, whoa, this is going to be an adventure. I'm going to have a new house. She was excited. Uh, Miguel, uh, he was eight. He was more like, okay, I don't know what's going on. I, I, I lost the first one, my oldest child, Eddie. He said, mommy, you are ruining my life. I can imagine, yes. Uh -huh. uh, I will never learn that stupid language. And I hate it already. And I'm like, but you have never spoken. You, you don't know how, how is it. I already know that I'm not going to be good at it. Oh, God, I know that. <laughs> I don't, my eldest is not that old yet, but I know that, yes. It is. I know. You're ruining my life. And then we came here. The teen, I can assure you, he is the one who doesn't want to live. Wow. Uh -huh. And he wow. speaks German beautifully. I, I, I hear him and I'm like my heart beeps. And I said, Eddie, mama, this is my home. I'm Eddie. Wow. So the, the friends, they joke and say, Eddie from Fulda, because Eddie feels that he's here. Mama, I want but to do how long school. have you lived there now? Six years. Six years. Okay. Mm -hmm. Six and years. you plan on staying there now, I suppose? Now, yes. Yeah. It, yeah. This is a very cool, a very difficult age range, I think. This teenager thing, you know, Bettina, the, the peers are their point of reference now. Yes. It's not just my mom and papa, it's now yes. my friends. And I think to move them now will be, I don't know, something that uh, I wouldn't dare to do. And we're doing super fun here. Eduardo got a permanent contract, so it's not like we need to leave. Right. And, 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 you know, I think during all this situation and craziness from this year, this was the best place to be at the yeah. moment. Yeah, probably. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, your kids were fully bilingual by the time you moved to Germany. Yes. How yes. did you go about them learning German? Did, was there anything you did or did you just put them in school? Put them in school. Um, I'm going to tell you, we didn't have the time. We made the decision to move to Germany in June mm. and we moved to Germany in December. Yeah. So to find German lessons for the three of them during a big move because, because um, the company paid for our relocation and we, need, uh, we needed to pack everything. And we were also a uh, traveler. So in the middle of that, I had a travel to China for 15 days. And so it was crazy. My husband was along with the kids for two weeks and then he was here in Germany establishing and finding a house and do all that. So it was difficult and we came to Germany not knowing a single word German. And then we realized... And in the middle of the school year. Uh, January, yes, the middle of the school year. The middle of the school year. So it was, it was hard to make the decision to send them to an international school because that would be to commute to Frankfurt. Mm -hmm. or How far start, away from Frankfurt is that? Um, 80 kilometers. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't. And then go with a German, regular German local school, Grundschule. And, and that's what we did. Um, Bettina, one of the things, and, I, and it makes me really proud, but still, is that day that I dropped them off at school because I, I wasn't used to let them go with the, my boss. And then I see the three of them holding hands and, and at the, yeah, in the car. And they. And they walk away. I still have the picture that I took. And I'm like, okay, there they go. I'm sending my kids to a school where they don't know anyone and they don't speak the language. 
So, but then when I picked them up, it was so funny because they came, the three of them, and they helped me and they say, mommy, we didn't, we couldn't understand anything at all, but we play football, football, you know, <laughs> we play football and, and Veronica tells me the girls were very nice and we play Uno cards and, and uh, they know the, the numbers in English. And I was like, wow, Veronica, you made a connection right away. And that's. That's how it started. Wow, that's an yeah. amazing story. Yeah. We did, we did have uh, great support from the school, the teachers, and the principal. I, I must say, I'm so happy with the community we have here in in, in Fulda because the Tina has made a difference, it's, and that is something that I try to promote in my in my Instagram account. And when I do my my workshops, I always said, please, please. Don't come to me to talk about the Germans being cold or not friendly because for us, having these awesome people around us made the difference. Yes. And awesome German teachers, awesome German principal, our neighbors, the church, because I like to volunteer. And Bettina, you, well, you already know me. I came and said, okay, I don't speak German. Ich heiße Flor Garcia, das was. But I want to help. I want to be here. What do you have at church for me to do or help? And they were already, oh, Flor Garcia, come here. We're going to do this and there. And I, I could barely understand anything, but I was there. So I think, I think that that also helped a lot to integrate. Oh, absolutely. I think the community is so important, like with anything in life, but especially with such a big move and such a big yes. change for the whole family. I mean, one thing that immediately comes um, to my mind also, you know, thinking about other families and people I've talked to. Yeah. You were, in a sense, in a privileged position to come from the United States. Yeah. Like, you came as Americans yeah. with a Venezuelan mom. You came as expats. You didn't come from... Yesterday, I talked to somebody, you know, her parents came from ex-Yugoslavia. And she yeah. had a completely different experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's, you know, I'm so happy for you and for your kids that this worked out the way it did. Because, yes. you know, it's so yes. great that you get embraced like that. Yeah. Um, but I think that not everybody is that fortunate. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, that is something, and I was reading an article a while ago, and I read it to my children as well. And I told them, look, um, it's important that we know that we have a privileged passport. Yeah, and I don't want you guys to feel guilty, yeah. but but you need to know the impact and the influence that that nationality or passport has on other people, yes. and you need to use this to help others. You know, yes. now yes, Flor, that is the thing for me, and, and a little bit what I was telling you about the interview with the Venezuelan radio is like, not every Venezuelan is able to live in the privileged position that I did. Yes. No, every Venezuelan woman or family is able to go to the States and have the, the USA citizenship and then come to Germany and they are the exotic one here. Yes. No. So for me, is I need to help. I need to guide. And, and this part of the multilingual family aspect is hard for them because they tell me, Flor, I see my kids that they go to school and either they are rejected and then they don't learn the English so easily, the ones that go to the States, or they want to fit in so badly that they lose their Spanish because they don't want to speak yeah. it. Yeah. And that is something that we need to take into account. And I say, okay, from my, my point of privilege, I need to just do something. 
Yes. And we need to do something. I think is, and this is what you are promoting with this space. Is Absolutely. And I'm so with you on that. This is also the perfect connection, actually, to my next question. Like, how do you see, like, where do you see your role? Like, where do you see your role as a multilingual, multicultural? Because by now you are multicultural, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, how do you see your role connect to the bigger picture? How do you see this all? Yes. You know? Um, you know, Bettina, when I stopped working as a lawyer, it was hard for me. You know? At one point, sometimes we are what we work, what we study, and we say, oh, I'm not a lawyer anymore. What am I going to do now? I have to, to recreate, to, to do something else. And then I study a master's in linguistic and foreign languages. And then I say, okay, where do I see myself now? I'm going to combine all those people's skills that I needed for law school. And for the teaching part, and now my business, to connect. I see myself connecting. This multicultural aspect allows me to connect with people from different backgrounds, to relate to them in somehow. Yeah, there, will, there are a lot of experiences that I, I didn't live and that I cannot connect. But I think that if I open my heart, they can connect to me and tell me, Flor, this is what is going on. And, and the same thing with the languages. The languages for me is so important because... It's a connection. You and I are talking because we both speak English. Yes. My German is so broken and your Spanish maybe might be so little that this is the way that you and I are yes, connecting absolutely. right now. Absolutely. And 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 that sense for me is so important. And I give the example of my kids that languages are promoted and seen as an asset in this global picture. Yeah. This multicultural upbringing and these uh, different languages at home need to be promoted. You know, no, yeah, doesn't matter the language. You. Like you're, exactly. you're speaking, you're speaking my heart and my mind. Yes. It's, it's, it's that. And Bettina, we need to be very careful because just like they are privileged passports, we need, we do have privileged languages. There are oh, languages absolutely. we favor absolutely. more. Absolutely. Oh, you speak Spanish. That's exotic. You speak French. Oh, how beautiful. Yes. Then there are uh, another set of languages that yes. we are, oh, you shouldn't speak that. You should speak, uh, learn German right away. Yes. So we need to keep working on that. I think you absolutely. and I need to promote that because every language is beautiful. Every language is heritage. And every and language every is Every language opens different doors, right? Yes. Yes. And you never know, like, I've, I've, you know, I've talked to people who said to me, well, you know, we think this language is more valuable for our kid to learn than this other heritage language that we have. And mm -hmm. then I said, look, I don't think that this is the kind of argumentation that you should base your decision on. Yeah. I think you should, you know, because you don't know what your kid will want in 20 years from now. No. No. And you don't know which doors are going to open for her or for him with yeah. this particular language, even if there's just a small number of speakers, you know? Yeah. Maybe especially then, you know, promote the language and learn okay. them speak it because then it's going to be something special in the end. Yes, yes. And you can make that connection. Right now, my 16-year-old is interested in, um, Eddie is interested in literature mm -hmm. and he's reading Uh, literature from Venezuela, from Colombia, from Latin America, Gabriel Garcia Marquez. And we found that connection that, you know, that you as a mom need with your teenager. And I was like, what do I do? Oh, he saw my library. He says, mama, you have all these amazing books. Okay, let's read it. It has taken a lot of time for him because it's a very complicated, old-fashioned Spanish. 
but he's fascinated. And he asked me, what is this? And what is that? And I feel so happy to be able to tell him and say, well, in Venezuela, we, we use that phrase too. Oh, okay. And now he uses it. And I hear him telling the brother or the sister, oh, so, so. And he uses the Spanish phrases. You know, it's connection to something. Amazing. It's amazing. amazing. So yeah. which language do your children use with you now? Spanish. Still Spanish. Spanish. And amongst them? English. English. It's not even German yet. No. It's English. That's English and English with Papa. Ah. Uh -huh. And then outside of the house with every friend, everyone, uh, German. 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 Oh, yeah. Right now, they like... still speak um, Spanish with you. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. It depends on the day. And I think the Spanish lessons that they have at the gymnasium, at the high school. Ah, they have uh, Yes, has helped a lot. They needed to choose between uh, Latin and Spanish, and they chose Spanish. And it has improved the skills a lot because they have the formal grammar part. So I see them that now they speak with less broken Spanish. They still have a strong accent, but accents are also beautiful, I think. <laughs> you know, that's going to happen. Yeah, that's, that's going to happen. I think that's also one of the myths that we need to work really hard on busting this, yeah. you know, bilingualism means that both languages are equally strong and that they're completely balanced. Thank and you. if they're not, that means they're not good at that language or whatever. Like this, this judgment you. all the time, you know, what's yes. good, what's bad, what's perfect, what's not. Yeah, you are absolutely right. I think that's the first one because, oh, Florence, so worry my daughter's Spanish is so, um, I don't know, she still cannot find the words and she has an accent. She's not bilingual. And like, yes, she is. That is a myth. Both languages doesn't have to be, you don't have to have the same fluency in both of them. No. You, you, you know, the bilingualism is so broad. Yes. And it's, it's so the foundation different. that we lay as parents, right? And yeah. then the kids can decide what to do with that later Absolutely. in their life. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Yes. And then our children can go out into the world and can show the world how cool and how yeah. amazing it is to speak those languages yes. and things you can do with it, right? Yes. Yes. I see it now. You know that the kids are, at the beginning, they were a little bit the strangers, the weird ones. Uh, they tell mommy, I'm the weird one who speaks another language. And then now it's like the friends come here and, and, and they try to speak to me in English or Spanish. And like, oh, wow. Yes, yes, now that we have Spanish and English at school, we are trying to practice. And this mom is the way to go. I'm like, okay, come here, talk to me. So it is, you know, it's that connection. They see how now languages are valuable. And, and I think that is a great asset. So. That's amazing. I had so many goosebumps during our conversation now. <laughs> It has Thank been you delightful. so, so much for sharing your story, Flor. It was amazing talking to you and hearing your story. Thanks to you for having me. It was so nice. It's like we need to have a coffee in person one day. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're not that far away from each other. We are going to do that. Okay, oh, wonderful. We will. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, Bettina, thank you so much for the invitation. And, and, and then hopefully we continue changing the world one language at a time. And one family at a time. Yes. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you so, so much, Flor. Bye. Bye. Hello and welcome to today's multilingual story. I'm super happy and excited to welcome Flor 
We did not talk about your name before. You're from Venezuela, so you probably are Flor Garcia and not Flor Garcia. Garcia. Like you said, the first one, Bettina, thank you. <laughs>